the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. While you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. And I'm thrilled to be uh, to kick the program off with a visionary entrepreneur and experienced executive with a strong background in leveraging data and AI to drive business growth across different industries. And that's Govin Balu. Um, Govin uh, is truly a subject matter expert in this uh, in this area, having spent an extensive career spanning leadership positions at companies such as Allstate, CVS, Walgreens, and Bank of America. Um, and again, we're going to talk all about data and AI, two very, very important topics, very timely. We talk about it frequently, hearing it done to business, and uh, definitely relevant that we focus today's conversation. Govin, thanks so much for joining us. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. It's an honor to have you, my friend. Um, I know long time coming. So you have, as mentioned, a, a quite an impressive resume and bio um, in in some areas relating to data. I want to I want to kick this off and getting to know you a little bit. Can you share some real world examples of some successful? digital transformation initiatives in organizations that you've been involved in, what were the key factors that contributed to their success? Absolutely. Uh, the In my work at Allstate, which uh, a lot of lot of folks know in Chicagoland area, one of the major initiatives we kicked up, uh, uh, gener- the creating a best customer experience when you uh, break down on the road. It's called generally called the roadside assistance program. So with that, uh, what we have done, so looking at uh, your uh, historic uh, data, so what kind of uh, car you drive, where exactly you drive, and what seasons you drive, are you driving in a Chicago winter, you're driving in a, a summertime, truly looking at a, the how likely you may have some bad experience on the road. That's the first thing we do, the predictions using an AI. Fast forward to that. A, you know, we don't want any bad thing to happen, but if a, unfortunately something bad happens to a car, how likely we can send someone over to you, rescue you, 
instead of you standing at the road and waiting for someone to a uh, uh, come and get you that entire experience driven through the uh, data and ai and uh, a built through a simple app called mobile apps so a lot of you guys can go back and even looking at a good hands rescue uh, app so you and me can break down we can log in simply need help a system is smart and figured out where exactly you broke down what kind of car you're driving whom should i send you to rescue from the road so it's a wonderful experience i think a lot of audience may know the a net promoter score uh so we so we did the survey on the customer we were about a 60 points with that program we improved 72 points so net promoter score anything above 60 considered is the highest satisfaction score wonderful experience for the lot of customers that use uh, all state services uh, that's one of the innovations uh, i was part of uh, at all state absolutely so govin now our listeners know why uh, why i wanted to have you on you're clearly uh, so uh, knowledgeable in this space but i want to zoom out for a moment and i want to get to know the person behind the microphone you've already provided a number of examples but where did you catch this bug how did you become so interested in this space of uh, again digital transformation and and uh and and digital strategy that's a wonderful question. I think the, you look at every day, even the a, a podcast we both are having, there is a lot of, we are collecting a lot of data in the form of a, a, the talking. We call the a voice. Uh, there is a lot of text. We collect the text. There are a lot of videos we collect. There is a lot of data. We have been a, collecting it many, many years. But they, unfortunately, the tools weren't made available back at least uh, five years ago, 10 years ago. The What I come to realization, uh, especially small to medium-sized companies, we all need help. I'm one of those companies. I started my journey. We need help uh, with uh, a simple solutions that AI can come in try to help them to grow their a top line growth or the bottom line improvements. So yeah, th that's where my journey started. I have seen a lot of startups in the Chicagoland area, which I've been uh, working with. They're struggling with the, a, some help on growing their top line business. Absolutely. So, Govin, uh, I want to I want to continue on that theme of artificial intelligence. Continue talking, certainly for the Chicago uh, business community and beyond, but especially targeting our conversation for the entrepreneurs that are tuning in. They hear artificial intelligence, they hear machine learning, and um, they again think of uh, the things that they're seeing in the Wall Street Journal and how it applies to some of those big name companies, some of which we've already mentioned in this conversation. So, I want to hear from you, Govin. What what are some of the emerging trends in artificial intelligence and machine learning for business intelligence? And how do you see artificial intelligence and machine learning further transforming? Uh, let's talk small business, especially for those entrepreneurs that are tuning in. Yeah, the, absolutely. I think the a, a one simple way of saying the AI, you know, automation is ultimate a goal you need to accomplish. So they have the lot of data you have been setting, a lot of videos you are collecting, a lot of text you are collecting. How can I leverage the data 
improve my day-to-day -day business operations to either acquiring a new customer, retaining an existing customer, going into new market and generate a new revenue. That's where the AI truly, truly come, uh, comes to uh, become a handy. There are a lot of newer technologies, some of, some of you, the audience may know, generative AI. Generative AI, it combines with your text, videos, and also a lot of data you are collecting on day-to-day. -day. It really gives you that day very user kind of experience. You can easily pose a question. It can answer you. You know, one of the questions you can ask, how likely my customers are going to be happy or not happy next few months, it's going to come back and tell you based on the data what you are collecting it. The other question you can simply ask, you know, I have a product. I'm not able to grow as much as I like to. Give me some actions I should take to do something differently than what I've been historically doing it. It became a very natural a tool that you can interact and do that. So that's where I think it, you know, it does obviously require some candid, a what is that uh, investment? Uh, the small to medium sized companies they need to invest, but definitely long long term there is a potential value they can gain from the AI. Absolutely. So Govin, we're coming to a conclusion in our conversation. And again, you've clearly demonstrated your uh, your knowledge, your expertise on data strategy, digital transformation, artificial intelligence, all very important areas. I want to give the last minute back over to you so you could tell us about some of the areas that you and your team are focusing right now. I understand you've got um, some very interesting projects in your company. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Some of the innovations we are doing, particularly in the transportation side and manufacturing side. The transportation side, we are trying to looking at a, a driver productivity engagement. With a, a lot of the lot of the issues what we are dealing with in the, in the a transportation side, the safety is number one issue. Driver engagement is another issue, productivity issue. We're trying to build a easy tools for the fleet managers to come back and leverage the tools so drive their day-to-day -day productivity and create a safety for the drivers. On the manufacturing side, uh, the lot of the missionaries they're used in the factories, we are trying to make sure that, that they are a predicting any failures and they maximize the missionary uptime, improve the a production cost uh, on the manufacturing side. Those are the two interesting use cases we are working Fantastic. on. I want to make sure our listeners can get in touch with you. How can they do that? So they can reach out to me on the uh, on the LinkedIn, govinda.balu, or they can also reach out to me, govinda.balu at quasigma.com. All the information on the on the LinkedIn, and also they can go to the uh, website. It's called uh, quasigma.com. It's a Q-E-A-X-I-G-M-A.com. So they can also you know, they reach out to me by phone number uh, listed on the website. Perfect. And we'll link in the show notes as well. Govan Bala, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Quick break here and get down to business. We'll be right back. And we are back on the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. We know the future is here. We conduct business with palm-sized computers. We carry in our pockets, hold virtual meetings from locations around the globe, and have access to endless resources 
with a tap of a finger. So why are we still developing leaders like we did 30, 40, and even 50 years ago? That is why I am thrilled to be joined by Lori Mazin, who is the author of a new book, Leadership Revolution, The Future of Developing Dynamic Leaders, published just a few months ago. Um, and uh, she's an expert on this topic of, again, leadership development and the leadership revolution. Lori, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I know you're so passionate about this topic, which is why you wrote the book. So um, let's dive in and get to know you a little bit. Um, Why did you or how did you get into this really fascinating line of work? And why do you believe that a leadership revolution is needed? (laughs) Well, I've actually been an executive coach for almost 30 years now and started a venture-backed startup to bring um, leadership coaching to all leaders in an organization, not just the ones at the top. So I've seen this industry over a long time, and I am continually surprised and and um, kind of dismayed that we are still developing leaders like the last century when things are so very different in this century. Amazing. Wow. And I, I can hear it in the, in, in your voice, how passionate you are about this topic. Like you said, you've been, uh, you've been coaching for a, for a while. I know you're the co-founder, president, and chief coaching officer of Sounding Board Inc., which offers a tech-driven, human-centric approach to leadership development. More on that in a couple of minutes. But what's so different now that we need new ways to develop leaders, Lori? Oh, for one thing, the length of time leaders have to develop is uh, dramatically shorter. In the last century, companies had about 20 years to develop an employee, say, from an individual contributor all the way up to the you know, C-suite. Uh, and those employees stayed with the organization basically for their entire career. Now, the average length of tenure at an organization is around three and a half years um, and maybe a little bit up to four to five years for a leader max. So you have a much more accelerated timeline for developing leaders. Um, the environment's changed really dramatically. Uh, last century was much more predictable, much more homogenous. Everyone was in the office. Um, <laughs> and now, you know, the you never know what's going to happen the next day. We have hybrid work. We have in-office, remote work. We have a very much more diverse uh, work environment. We have more generations in the workplace. And we have technology, as you mentioned in your intro, just speeding us along and making us pick up the pace on just about everything we're doing. Absolutely. And I saw a McKinsey survey uh, that found that just 11% of executives strongly believe that their leadership programs are successful. And uh, other estimates suggest that only 10% of what's spent on leadership training and development, which is $60 billion in an industry, generates concrete results. So Lori, you're passionate about this and you're so passionate about making a difference, making a change. I'm curious, what's your big takeaways from 30 years of executive coaching? Yeah, my big takeaway is basic skill training does not create exceptional leaders. And yet companies just default to that approach to development, I think, because it's easy. You know, they can say they're doing something and it might be good for a basic level, but it's not going to prepare leaders, as those stats suggest, for our current environment. 
So you need something brand new that's going to be personalized, that's going to be contextually driven, that's going to help leaders develop capacity for dealing with an unpredictable, unknown, you know, constantly changing, fast-paced environment. And I think that is leadership coaching. Um, it can create accelerated development in a short time. Leaders can grow exponentially. It's personalized to that particular leader. So there's not just like one way to be a leader. That leader can find their own natural style that, that blends them with the approach of their organization in their given context. Um, and that personalized development helps leaders take a big leap beyond what they could do independently by themselves. I'm chatting with the author of a new book. It's called Leadership Revolution, the Future of Developing Dynamic Leaders, again, published in October of 23. Uh, and that's Lori Mazin. Lori uh, is certainly an expert in this area. And Lori, we've been talking about your experience um, and uh, some of the changes that we're seeing and the need for change. Um, but throughout the program today, Lori, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. And that's the new wave. That's the new topic. So in this wave of artificial intelligence, why is that human-to-human development so critical? Yeah, actually, I, I love this topic. I, I'm a big fan of Gen AI and the things that can do. But what, what it's basically taking is a big swash across the surface. So we can tell you things that are visible, kind of like the iceberg. It can tell you the things that are sticking up above the water. But it takes another human being to one connect, connect the dots around why those things are happening and then be able to delve d below the surface of the water and see what's powering um, that behavior, that thinking, that approach from underneath. And it's that underneath area where change really happens. For a change to stick, it requires a change in mindset, thinking, belief. And then behaviors that match with the new mindset, thinking, and belief. And to be able to uncover that, those internal pieces, you know, I think you're going to need a human being there to get below the surface. I don't think AI is going to do that, at least right now. Um, that's uh, fascinating insight, and certainly you're on the cutting edge of uh, this uh, this massive uh, industry that, as you say in uh, the book, leadership revolution, it's required. So, Lori, we mentioned earlier in the program that you've been working with some very large companies, Chevron, Sprint, yeah. Citibank, and the list goes on and on. But many of our listeners tuning into this program are small business owners, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and they're hearing you know, this conversation. And they're saying, hey, that's mildly interesting. Um, well, I, I'm just trying to scrape my way by each and every day. And, and you know, so often we're focusing on the skill-based development, just focusing on, again, how do we train the, the hopefully that first hire that we make and get them ready. Lori, what do you have to say to the small business owners that are tuning in and what they need to know about leadership development in this new era? Yeah, well, I was a small business owner for 20 years and now have been into small business venture-backed startups. So I'm really familiar with the environment. And I would say the success of the business is gated by the growth and development of the leader of the business. So if you are the CEO, president, owner, 
My biggest suggestion would be get yourself a coach so that you are not the blocker to the development of your own business. And then once you start to be able to um, make a big leap yourself, then the next step is how to bring those other folks with you. Mm, wow, that's uh, that's powerful and again relevant to everybody. So, Lori, we're running out of time and we've got just about a minute remaining. And um, I keep hearing the L word in this conversation: leadership. Um, and uh, just briefly, I, I have to ask: Is there a secret to exceptional leadership? You've been doing this for a long time. What advice do you have in closing for our listeners? Oh, there actually is a secret to exceptional leadership, and it's not an easy one because if it was an easy one, everyone would be exceptional. And it's to develop your own internal uh, compass so that you become like the eye of the storm in your business, in your organization, no matter how much the winds are blowing or things are swirling around you inside you there's a center of calm that lets you make the best possible decisions contextually driven you know in your environment for your situation and that requires some deep internal work to uh develop the capacity to stand in the storm that way Amazing. Lori, I, I know the other secret is getting in touch with you and your team and picking up a copy of this book. And I want to make sure our listeners can do that. How can they get in touch and how can they find this fantastic read? Yep. You can find us at www.soundingboardinc.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Lori, L-O-R-I-M-A-Z-A-N. I'm really the only one on the planet with that name. And you can find the book, Leadership Revolution on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Fantastic. Lori Mason, thank you so much for joining us. What a fascinating conversation. A quick uh, uh, headline, commercial break, and when we return, lots more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. Be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Absolutely thrilled and ecstatic to be joined by the founder and chief investment officer of EMQQ Global. It's Kevin Carter. Kevin is a recognized expert on investing in emerging markets, which is what we're going to talk about today. He's been collaborating with for 20 plus years with uh, some amazing, amazing people who uh, he now collaborates and really is on the cutting edge on so many levels. Kevin Carter, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. And as mentioned in the intro, you have been on the cutting edge. Um, and right now, you are very, very passionate about the topic of investing in India's growing middle class and rapid digitization. Kevin, how did you get interested in this line of work? Well, uh, that's a long story, but I got interested in uh, emerging markets as part of the investment business. Um, about 20 years ago. So I, I first uh, got sort of pulled into China and then emerging markets more broadly. And I realized pretty quick that if you're going to invest in emerging markets, the thing that you want to invest in is is the consumer, because that's the thing that's emerging. There's six and a half billion people that want all the things we take for granted, more food, better clothing, appliances, vacations, cars, and college for the kids. And so that's how I got uh, into emerging markets and then focused on the consumer. And then all of a sudden 
this pocket-sized supercomputer showed up in my life and I saw how it changed my family's consumption. And now, essentially, these six and a half billion people are getting their first computer today, uh, which is a, you know, you can get a new uh, Android-based smartphone for $12 in India. Uh, so basically, the, the billions of new consumers are getting their computers and the internet, and it's happening right now. That's incredible. It's incredible. And and so, you know, tuning into this program, we've got entrepreneurs, small business owners from all over the country, all over the world, frankly. And everybody wants to uh, wants to get in on the, the next big thing. And you have certainly been a leader in this space. So I don't want you to share all of your secrets. We're definitely going to get our listeners in touch with you. But what advice would you have on recognizing growth opportunities? What, where, where's your crystal ball? How are you? How are you watching for this stuff? And how can entrepreneurs tuning in follow your lead? Well, you know, for what we do, it, it was pretty simple and obvious. I mean, you know, I had a computer for, you know, 20 or 25 years before I got a smartphone, but I could see how the smartphone was changing my consumption. And then when I, when I realized that, you know, there's billions of other people that never had a computer at all before and then never had the internet and I, I could see what happened here. And so it was quite logical to think that, you know, just as Facebook and Amazon and Google and Netflix have taken over our lives, so too would that happen in emerging markets. But, but what I didn't appreciate at the beginning was it's happening even faster and bigger because these people They've never had a bank account. They've never had a, you know, a credit card or debit card. They've never had a Target store or a car. They're leapfrogging a lot of what we've done here. Uh, wow. Amazing. Fantastic. So what are some of the, uh, the, the latest and greatest things that you're seeing? I know you mentioned uh, China, India, um, and I know you're, you're particularly interested in some um, fund options and some fund programs. What are some of the things that's, uh, that, that's really out there that you're watching closely? Well, the main thing that that we're focused on right now is a strategy that we developed called the INQQ, which is the ticker symbol for a, uh, an index we created that invests in the Indian internet company. So again, think about the, you know, the DoorDash, uh, uh, PayPal, these types of businesses, but the Indian version. And the India story is, uh, it, frankly, it's it's not just the most compelling growth story in the world today, but it's it might be the the greatest emerging market opportunity ever uh, because of where, where not just because it's the largest population and the youngest population, but because they've also got a, uh, a digital platform uh, for the whole country to grow on. And uh, it's happening when you can get a brand new smartphone for $12. Wow. Amazing. So again, I'm chatting with Kevin Carter, founder and chief investment officer at EMQQ Global based in San Francisco. Um, tell us a little bit more, Kevin, in our remaining a minute or two about the work that you're doing at EMQQ and uh, why our listeners might want to follow um, your team's important work. Well, you know, if you're going to invest in the stock market or invest in anything, really, what you're looking for is growth. And there is no faster growing sector in the world today, I believe, than the emerging markets internet sector. And within that, I don't think there's any bigger opportunity than India. And so we're we're focused on, you know, capturing the growth of the emerging market consumer. But again, uh, recognizing that that at the same time, these billions of people are becoming consumers. They're also getting a pocket-sized supercomputer that, again, is $12 now and the Internet. And 
it's really uh, fun to watch as these people digitize and, and in many ways are more digital than we are. Well, you are uh, you and your team are staying at the cutting edge of watching uh, these important uh, emerging markets and uh, opening up so many doors for listeners of Get Down to Business, so many other programs. I know you're not shy about talking about this topic. You are uh, regularly interviewed. We appreciate you making time today, but I know one of the homework assignments that I want to give our listeners is to get people in touch with you. How can we reach you and learn more about EMQQ? Uh, well, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn, uh, Kevin uh, T. Carter, and uh, EMQQ Global is our website and also the name of our firm. That's the letter E, the letter M, as in Emerging Markets, QQ, and the word global. Well, you just answered one of my other questions. Kevin Carter, thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed the conversation. Can't wait to bring you back on to talk more on this topic. Again, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We know that Rage Against Capitalism is having a moment from fresh-faced Gen Z workers to battle-hardened boomers. Americans overwhelmingly believe our economic system needs a massive overhaul. According to our recent Harris Poll data, 62% of Americans believe capitalism isn't working for younger, younger generations and worse, is purposely designed to keep people on the bottom. That's why I am thrilled to be joined by Ron Levin, who is the author of a new book, Higher Purpose Venture Capital, which is also the title of his blog, who uh, he is uh, the subject matter expert on this area. He's currently a managing partner with uh, Alumni Ventures, the most active VC firm in the U.S. He's been an angel investor and advisor to over a dozen startups, was the co-founder and CEO of Travel Perk, has been a McKinsey consultant with degrees from Babson College and Harvard Business School. Ron, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Shalom. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So your book, it profiles 50 venture-backed startups that are solving the world's biggest problems. What inspired you to write this book? So I got into venture investing after having been on the other side of the table as an entrepreneur. Um, and about five years ago, um, I had the opportunity to join Alumni Ventures. Um, we're a very active venture investor, as you mentioned, um, the most active in the country, in fact. So I've had a lot of opportunities to invest in, in many early stage companies. Um, and about a year or two into it, I, I really uh, discovered in myself um, that I had a, a special passion for some of the companies that were really out there solving problems uh, for those who are perhaps less fortunate or at the bottom of the pyramid, so to say, um, folks who maybe have not had the benefit of great education or family upbringing or, or, or having much wealth. Um, but there are incredible companies out there that are solving problems around education, around healthcare, around housing, food security, uh, and other areas to help really uplift humanity. And I wanted to tell those stories, um, really, not just to inspire other entrepreneurs, but also to inspire investors, many of us who are in venture capital or who are, who are fortunate enough to be angel investors, um, come from a place where we may not have experienced some of the problems that are, are faced by masses of humanity. Um, so I wanted to amplify those stories. I started blogging. Um, and after some time, I uh, decided I would compile um, some of my writing and, and put it into a book um, called Higher Purpose Venture Capital that, that allows me to, to share the stories and, and hopefully show the kinds of innovative business ventures that, that entrepreneurs are starting and, and professional investors are backing um, that hopefully will one day solve some of the world's biggest problems. Absolutely. So the book, again, Higher Purpose Venture Capital, really makes the case for socially responsible 
capitalism, um, which is just incredible. So the question that no doubt all of our listeners are asking is, is social impact compatible with return on investment? Can we get to a true win-win? So, you know, I think with big problems come big opportunities. Um, And so, indeed, these are not uh, charities uh, or nonprofits. These are for-profit scalable ventures um, being backed by VC investors who have limited partners that are seeking returns on their investment. Um, but because there are so many problems in the world, um, you know, why not solve you know society, you know large problems for humanity? I, I would argue, you know, a biotech startup that's trying to cure cancer is, is trying to do something for society. Um, and biotech companies have obviously been, um, you know, a recipient of, of gazillions of dollars in funding, both in private and public markets. I mean, that's just one simple example. Um, but if I'm, you know, pressed for an answer by, by you know, some folks, I, I kind of turn it on them and, and say, you know, is there any problem that you feel is more important than maximizing your return? Um, you know, if, if not, go ahead and just invest in tobacco companies. Um, but I would say there are um, almost an unlimited number of entrepreneurs with great ideas, with for-profit business models that have the, the potential to achieve results. Um, and you, we've seen from uh, surveys from organizations like the Global Impact Investing Network that have shown that uh, investors that want to do well by their investments are actually very satisfied with both the financial returns and the impact that they're achieving. Um, so indeed, they're not only compatible, um, I, I think it's imperative that investors uh, look at opportunities for their portfolio that, that maximize uh, social return as well as financial return. Absolutely. So why would you say that investors that may be tuning into this program, why should they read this book, Higher Purpose Venture Capital? What will they get out of it? I, I want investors to be exposed to the breadth of, of problems that entrepreneurs are solving. So I, I break the book into different chapters that run, run the gamut from, from health and wellness to food and housing, security and uh, democratizing access to capital and credit to serving populations like migrant workers and, and people with disabilities. Um, there's such a wide breadth of problems that can be solved. And so many entrepreneurs who've generally had a lived experience that led them to try and solve a big problem um, and show that there are highly scalable technology-driven solutions that are backed today by actual reputable venture capitalists. Um, and so I always cite which investors are backing these companies. Um, and, you know, this is 50, but this is 50 out of what could be hundreds or thousands of examples that I could be using. Um, and so it's really just um, sort of um, a, a reminder that there are big problems that can be solved and, and are being backed today by VC investors. Absolutely. And we're going to cut to break in a minute and continue our conversation with the author of a new book, Higher Purpose Venture Capital. That's Ron Levin. Um, but Ron, briefly, before we go to break, who is the audience for this book? Yeah, so I'm targeting, you know, in, obviously, I, I want to inspire investors to back socially responsible double bottom line ventures that are highly scalable. I want to show entrepreneurs uh, and students, potentially future entrepreneurs, um, you know, that there are many great examples and people that, that they they could go to for, for advice and, and to follow, you know, their progress. Um, and then lastly, folks just interested in social justice, social impact, um, you know, nonprofit and NGOs serve a purpose, governments serve a purpose, but I believe for-profit ventures support, serve a purpose too. I'm, I'm a strong believer that capitalism can and should be used as a tool for good. Uh, and I hope to amplify some of these stories through the, through this book. 
It's a powerful message, and we're going to continue the conversation when we return in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, chatting with Ron Levin, who is a socially conscious venture capitalist, entrepreneur, and amplifier of inspiring double bottom line enterprises. Uh, he writes on his blog, the Higher Purpose Venture Capital blog, new book, Higher Purpose Venture Capital, came out in August, profiling 50 venture-backed startups that are solving the world's biggest problems. But one of the questions, Ron, that I have learned to always ask to, uh, I want to probe a little bit deeper and understand, are you walking the walk over here? What are some of the impact-led startups that you have invested in yourself? Yeah, there are many. There are many that I've included in the book, as, as well as some that, that uh, are, are maybe a bit newer. Um, but there's a big range, and, and I, I love to share the stories, and we don't have enough time to cover all of them. But you know, a couple examples that I can give is uh, a fantastic education technology company that uses AI called All Here founded by a former Boston inner city public school teacher who saw the problem of student absenteeism and created um, a messaging uh, tool between schools and families um, that allow them to um, communicate and solve issues like, why isn't your child in school? Maybe there's something we can do about it. Um, And uh, this company is just growing by leaps and bounds and is a a success as a software solution by any measure, um, regardless of the fact that it has a huge double bottom line as well. Um, one example and uh, another I, I, that I love is um, a company um, in the immigration space called Boundless, um, based in Seattle, um, that is helping people solve the problem of um, the complication and struggle and cost of, of filing for to become a U.S. immigrant. We put up all sorts of barriers, and yet we, we try to say welcome to our country, but really it's going to cost you thousands of dollars and, and be a, a massive headache of paperwork. This company uses technology as well as real people um, to make the process of becoming a U.S. immigrant um, that much easier um, with, with incredible rates of success, like 99.9% success rates. Um, and so those are the kinds of companies that I love um, that are solving real problems for real people. Um, but I've invested across the world. I've invested in companies in, in, in Africa that are solving problems on, on a much more massive scale of people who, who don't have access to capital and credit. But what do you do if you need a, a loan to pay a medical bill? Um, so there are companies solving all kinds of problems. And, and I'm excited um, to be able to invest in, in companies like that. That's incredible. So, Ron, we're uh, coming to a close in our conversation. Um, and uh, I just want to zoom out for a moment. As mentioned in the intro, uh, the world's facing some pretty massive issues. Um, and uh, I know you are a strong believer that uh, many of them can indeed be solved by entrepreneurs, many of which might be tuning into the program today. So what are some of the crystal ball things that you're looking at at some of the societal problems that can be solved by entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of change happening right now. I mean, AI is, is impacting almost every new venture that I see today, um, you know, it has an AI component to it or, or that it should. Um, and, and that's very important uh, because, you know, AI used in the right way can really push our society forward. It's going to help us uncover um, new drugs. It's going to help us, um, you know, uh, get more insights into human behavior and, and get them solutions faster um, that, that they need. Um, but I would say, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to raise capital to scale a venture, just keep talking to people because conversations lead to more conversations. Um, I get really excited by entrepreneurs that are mission driven, um, that 
you know, have an experience that have led them to solve a particular problem. And there's so many problems to be solved in the world. Don't worry about sharing your ideas that someone else might steal them um, because it's all about execution. Um, there are great ideas all over the place, but, but really, you know, being able to execute is what matters. Um, and hopefully investors can be your partners in that journey. Um, so, you know, please just go out and, and, and start something. Yeah. Well, Ron, I want to make sure our listeners can find the book and get in touch with you. How can they, how can they do that? Absolutely. So um, I have a website, which is higherpurposevc.com. So for higher purpose venture capital, um, books on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and other booksellers. Um, and for my firm, Alumni Ventures, uh, av.vc, very simple. Um, you can learn more about uh, us. We, we work with individual accredited investors who are looking to add venture capital to their portfolios. Fantastic. Well, that's a wrap for us here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, on my website, sycline.com. We'll link, of course, to this fantastic read and to all of our amazing guests that we've had on today, sycline.com. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.